What's up, amazing people? My name is Anne Marugi, and I am proudly Kenyan. You are listening to Forbetter Two Five Four, a space for young Kenyans to learn and learn, with the name of securing a better Kenya for us and for those to follow. Wow! Welcome, guys. Welcome to today's episode. I know I've been gone for a minute, <laughs> but I'm back now, and I hope to stay. Um, yeah, welcome to today's episode. As you can tell from the title, today we'll be looking at leadership. If you have listened to my second episode, Question the Governance, I did mention knowing your leaders is among the indicators that can help you demand a better country. So my plan with this episode is to help us understand leadership and the loopholes that need to be fixed in leadership. And to do this, I will start by defining the word leadership so you have a clearer idea of what it means and leadership is defined as the process of influencing others to maximize their effort in order to achieve a common goal now a common goal is that which benefits everyone it's a solution to a common problem and i'll give you an example unemployment being a common problem leadership can be exercised by the leader listening to the people's suggestions and recommendations on creating a job and then maximize on those ideas to provide the jobs rather than telling people uh we have a seven year tax evasion yet there's still no jobs so what's the what are we evading if there's still no jobs you know what i mean uh in kenya different people are considered as leaders they are le- religious leaders we have public servants politicians and basically anyone who's ahead of an organization uh is considered to be a leader but for this episode i'll be mainly be focusing on politicians as political leaders i'll give you a little background of where it all came from the concept of political leaders the idea came about uh, during the fight for independence and it's in 1964 that we had our first president mzee jomo kenyatta and the vice president jaramogi oginga odinga um during this period we went on with the colonialist way of ruling and this included for example the use of law the use of force to pass laws by using the army and that's why up till today we still are talking about um we still are we still are fighting against things like police brutality it also was a kind of ruling where establishment of politi- political structures were based on ethnicity and if you look at if you look at the effect of that today that's why we hear of tribal elections you know we keep we hear of people saying the kikuyu are like the leaders of all tribes and then there's always a fight between the kikuyu and the luo there's you know all that tribal election was because of this um structures that were based on ethnicity and uh, also another thing that came about during that era that we kept, we pull we pushed on to this time was that politics became a means of acquiring power to control the state and its resources just like what the colonialists came to do you know they came to africa to get uh control the people and take the resources and uh we, we also do hear that most of the leaders who are in parliament right now own almost half of the country it all came from this time it's also it's all a result of the colonial way uh and it's also because of this way that we still see the people who have been in parliament since we were born still up and running because we moved on with the past way of ruling which was accumulation of public resources and power and it was barely meant to serve the citizens but with time we came up with tools such like the constitution of Kenya in 2010 which was to eradicate most of these ideologies of the imperial era 
And, uh, an, an amazing thing about this constitution is it provided a full chapter, the chapter 6, uh, which was dedicated to leadership. And uh, this is a chapter that I'll be using in this episode, but it's also a chapter that I recommend you read in addition to listening to this episode because we have to get to know what the constitution says. In my Instagram at forbetter254, I do have a column that talks about get to know your rights. And what that column is meant to to do is to give you to give you an access to your power because the constitution has some of the things that you can utilize to to make your voice heard to make you realize that you you can do something about uh, the situation of the country but if we don't uh, accept or use these tools then it all ends up being a waste of time and um Despite that, if you ask me if getting this constitution really did work and did it eradicate these ideologies, in my honest opinion, I feel like we always have good models for prosperity as a country, but we never implement them. You know, because we never implement them, and that's why I'm saying there's a need to go back to that constitution. Whether you're young or you're old, it's important for you to understand what's written in there and to ensure that it matches your your lifestyle or what is happening in the country. And again, this colonial mentality is very prevalent even now because 56 years down the line, we still we still have our leaders holding, holding to this narrative of accumulating resources, getting richer, and not caring a single thing about the common monainchi. And now we're hearing that even China make it bigger with the tools like the BBI. And the funny part of this is social inequity only seems to increase, but they seem to have enough funds to cater for this tool. And that's why I really think it's necessary for us to identify and vouch for better leaders, for people who are there to represent you. Those who can stray us from this narrative of accumulation of resources, yet uh, the citizen is suffering. And um, to do this, what I, I will do, I'll just give you what I feel a good leader should be and what um, the research I've done have, have described a good leader to be. I'll start with an attribute in the Constitution, which says that a good leader should be honest and should have integrity. And if you look up these two words, they do mean that you should be truthful They should be able to keep their word and commitment. They should have the will to stand up for what is right and even to the extent of smoothly resigning from office if they go against the law or after a loss in election. But the real question is, who in your parliament, who in our parliament have you ever ever had as identified to any of these attributes, which are well written in the constitution? Now, let me know on my Instagram. Let's discuss or leave a comment in any of the platforms you'll be listening from. There's also a type of leadership called servant leadership, which emphasizes on leaders working with the interest of the public at heart. For instance, by ensuring systems such as healthcare, security, education, access to basic needs are running effective, effectively for the good of the people. The Constitution, again, emphasizes this concept by saying leaders are there to serve the people rather than rule them. They're there to serve you, not to rule you. And I'll give you, I'll try paint a picture for you. Think of, the, think of this whole situation this way. A politician is your employee, and you pay them with the heavy taxes you pay from your salary, from the high petroleum prices you pay, from the constantly increasing cost of goods, and from all the hard labor you put in to get some money. You, you pay taxes through that. And these taxes go to the 
Kenya Revenue Authority, which essentially is meant uh, for development of the environment. But to be honest, we, we don't have much of that development. So it's safe to say that much of this actually goes to the politician's pocket. So if you think of it that way, then it's very much in your right as the employer to evaluate your employee who is the politician and decide whether you'll promote them or not. But in my opinion, I also feel like this is a recognition that is lacking among most of us as citizens because we still look at politicians like semi-gods and forget that if it weren't for you, they would not be driving those convoys of Prado. They would not be living in those big houses. But because they are using resources meant for you, they are accumulating resources, then holding them accountable is not doing you any well, any good, I mean. And what I'm just simply saying is take back your power, hold your leaders accountable. Because this same constitution that they took an oath to when they were voted in does say that they are accountable to the public for their action. Again, read your constitution and utilize it. Now, what's a promising leader? A promising leader is one who is guided by values and ethics, one who is selfless and passionate to see the success of his or her followers, one who doesn't discriminate in any form, be it gender, be it sexuality, skin complexion, religion, tribe. A proper leader does not discriminate on any of those things. One who can resist the temptation and greediness that comes with power and politics. Now, this is very keen because Clearly, uh, being in politics brings gives you so much power and, you know, at the end of it, you might get some money. So a proper leader should be one who can resist, can resist this temptation, who can stray from this narrative of accumulating resources at the expense of the common monainchi. It's also one who is willing to listen to the needs of the people and represent them faithfully. Someone of strong character, an emotionally intelligent person who is able to work with others effectively rather than exchange abuses on national television, fight in courts, in parliament, in churches, and even have the audacity to go to religious gathering to just do politics. Like, guys, why do we vote for these people? Why do we entertain these people? Clearly, the ambition is not you. The ambition is how deep their pockets can be. The other day I was reading that Kenyan politicians are <laughs> are saving money to go to the Caribbean in I think in in a few years from now to go to the Caribbean to like be citizens of the Caribbean and the plan is because when you're in the Caribbean most of the states can allow you to get to Europe and America so the plan is to go there then they're able to access these other places look who is suffering at the end of the day these people will get out but you will be left there uh, still complaining about jobs so there is a need for us to look for these promising leaders and and so with that said i'm gonna say it's time we stop determining a leader by how much riches they have stop voting for people because they have your dream car or they have your dream house or they seem to have all this money because all you're doing is you're disadvantaging yourself and you're promoting the ideology of being in politics for business rather than to facilitate your overall well-being don't support someone based on propaganda. Read through their past and hold them accountable. I'll keep on saying it. Hold your leaders accountable. Question the governance. Now, my primary teacher, <laughs> she was a very amazing teacher, and she would tell us that madness is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. So then, 
as long as you are supporting these politicians based on their riches, based on their propaganda, rather than their values and ethics, we're only acting like insane fellas. We're doing the same thing over and over again, but our problems still remain the same. It's funny to think that the richest people in our country are politicians or anyone affiliated with a politician. I live in the Netherlands and here politicians are way less than majority of the profession. And trust me, people have a very just system. The rich and the poor go to the same schools, the same supermarkets, they use the same means of public transport, they have access to the same healthcare facilities. Yani, it's just a good example of a just, a real democratic and a free system. But all of this is because their leaders work for the interest of their people and the citizens hold them accountable. Once again, guys, let's hold our leaders accountable. And... What I'm going to say is, you as a young person, remember politics affects every facet of your life. Whether you enjoy it, whether you don't enjoy it, it will affect. And so from one young person to another, imagine you, look out for your future and choose to save it. Because to be honest, it's not looking very promising. Be politically active. You aren't in your parents, for instance, you aren't in your parents' house for life. You will need to live at some point. So if you want it to be easier when you thinking about living, then start demanding that better Kenya now. Now is the time for that better Kenya. Yes, guys, that's it for me. I hope you have an idea of what leaders are expected to be and are willing to kick those that don't fit the framework out and bring forward that better Kenya. So until next time, remember to be a better Kenyan, seeking a better Kenya and living a better way. Peace and blessings. Bye. Kwa